Heston. Okay. I think you guys would... <laughs> I would appreciate it if you did the Tim Burton Planet of the Apes with Marky Mark at some point. It's on the list. After we watched uh, the 1968 one, I was like, you know what? There was a question I put in it of... Uh... You made them already! <laughs> Well, I made Ethan watch this one scene from the the Burton uh, Planet of the Apes where Paul Giamatti's orangutan character is lounging in a bed, <laughs> and there's there's a chimpanzee in lingerie going like this above him. So you're like, I got the screenshot thing down to unlock. <laughs> Uh, oh, I should. I should wait. Let me get my screenshots ready because I didn't do that part. That's fine. How do you, should I send it to this chat to the Twitter? How do you guys prefer? Should I email them to you and put a nice <laughs> professional subject heading in them? For some reason, posting it to the Twitter sounds really funny to me. <laughs> <laughs> so we have to check. You have to check. Uh, the but Twitter. you could also I'll, just I'll send it to this Facebook chat. I'll post them in this chat. Well, I mean, if I put them in your Twitter chat, it's so much easier to tweet them out. That's true. That's not true. Either way, I have to... Oh, I thought you were just going to tweet it from your personal account. Yeah, directly, like, at the show. (laughs) Oh, that's funny. No (laughs) caption. (laughs) This one is... uh, This one looks like shit. I love that. If we could set a precedent where listeners of the show just send us pictures... (laughs) Of movies at the show account, and we have to talk about them. I'd like that. That'd be fun. It'd be better than your cousin sending us movie questions without in- including the movies that the questions are for. <laughs> uh, he's too busy now. He's a father of twins. A proud father of twins. All right, I got him. I can I make time with that. Yeah, uh, raising twins is easy. They basically raise each other. <laughs> yeah. It's that psychic link they keep. Or you uh, get super nanny. You know, I do a lot of twins screwing up. But maybe I just think that because I know none right now. I, I'm i on the hunt for twins. <laughs> Not sexually, <laughs> just because I need to know some. <laughs> Nearly as many as I knew growing up. I knew a lot growing up. I'm sure that's just because they were more noticeable growing up. And now I could have met twins that aren't, you know, hanging out with their sibs. Well, they're not forced to be together in the same building anymore. Do you think, do they hate each other? (laughs) What do you mean forced? (laughs) Well, when you go to school, you're required to be in a building. Bullshit. It's not like you're going to ship a twin to two different schools. I would do that. I would send my. Tw- I don't want them to get too weird and twinny, you know. Yeah. You don't go. You don't become a psych major and not think if I have twins, the goal is to raise them as differently as possible and ship one a- across the world, <laughs> and then see what happens when they both turn like eighteen and then thirty. I would do if I had twins, and I. This is a promise. If I had twins, I would do a parent trap. 
I would divorce my partner and I would make them move across the country. I'd make them move to the UK and take one of the kids and then we'd never speak again. Knowing how fucked up custody cases are, I really wish we covered that more in the parent trap. There should like, be. There's a... no shared custody. There should be a prequel to the parent trap where it's the judge who's like, all right, <laughs> works for me. This sounds They're like, like a normal. They're same, right? I'm not King Solomon. I don't have to split them in half. <laughs> Maybe it's a movie about a judge, and that's his idea. He does mostly uh, custody things, and that's his solution to everything. <laughs> and the parent trap parents were just the only ones that went with it. <laughs> just take one of it. You don't need to see the other one. <laughs> There's two of them. What? Some people don't even have a kid. Don't be greedy. No. That's the secret. That's his dark backstory. He wishes he had now, children. Now, Wes, as the only person here with divorced parents, <laughs> where do you stand on this? Oh, Joey, wait. I'm making an assumption. I don't know if your parents are divorced. My parents are mad divorced. <laughs> okay. My parents are so divorced, it's weird that they were ever together. Okay. It's nice to have another uh, product of a broken family on the podcast. <laughs> yeah, Usually I didn't realize I'm were... the only one, and then for some reason, divorce comes up quite a bit. <laughs> <laughs> and and assumptions are made. <laughs> How many fucking divorces have we covered on this show? It can't be I feel that like many. usually the two episodes Kira has been on. I've had to I've had to discuss my family's divorce. <laughs> that was your choice because it was relevant to the movie we were talking about, not because it was your personal context about the movie, not Do, the movie itself. Does Kira also come from divorce? It, no. no. Just as curious. Honestly, Wesley, let me know. It's kind of I think it's kind of weird when people's parents are together. <laughs> I almost always make the assumption that if People are still together that they're in a loveless marriage. <laughs> yes, yes. Or even people being like, I'm going to go home and see my parents. And just the the weird being like, oh, both of them? <laughs> like, at the same time? Yeah. <laughs> like, it's a, it, that statement is charged very differently for me. <laughs> well, well, I get, I guess, <laughs> I I. I kind of get why those people like their family more. We're putting in twice the effort to be children. <laughs> like, huh? I guess one of my friends growing up was lucky because his parents did live down the street from each other after they got divorced. My parents stayed pretty close. I was never like... But I was going back and forth okay. each week. Yeah. Mm. I couldn't imagine having to decorate two rooms. Welcome to a new edition. <laughs> we ain't seen nothing yet. The podcast where one of us, or in this case, both of us are quizzed on a movie we haven't seen. I'm your co-host, Ethan, and this is your other co-host, Wes. And this is our special guest. Now, I don't know if you've listened to the last couple episodes, but we have been introducing you <laughs> yeah, as no, Joey I know. Wheeler no, from I've, Yu-Gi-Oh! I, I'm aware of the y- Yami Yugi connection that you've foisted upon. Did he have like a Brooklyn accent? Is that what was going on? <laughs> 
I, yeah, he did. I have like the vaguest recollection. Okay, I'll do my it's best. A- hey guys, hey, you. thanks for having me I'm on the podcast. <laughs> I can't wait to talk about So I Married an Axe Murderer and my favorite card game, you Duel Monsters. It wasn't called Yu-Gi-Oh, was it? <laughs> What if they called it Yu-Gi-Oh in the show? I, I just realized it was This card game named after my best friend. <laughs> <laughs> if if Grandpa... If, is it Grandpa Yugi? Is that the char- character's name? Is that what it is? Wait, Grandpa you... Muto. Oh, okay. I thought... <laughs> oh, I thought you were saying the alter ego. Like, there's Yugi, the young boy. And then he turns... <laughs> he turns in... He unlocks the Millennium Puzzle. I remember way more of the show than I thought I did. He unlocks the Millennium Puzzle, and then he turns into his dark alter ego, Grandpa Yugi. <laughs> <laughs> he just gets old. Not like... Not like a, an adult man, just ancient. <laughs> what, what if Yugi asked his grandpa, where where did my name come from? And his grandpa was like, oh, a card game, a trading card game. <laughs> well, you forget that his grandpa owns a card shop. So he's just flipping through, <laughs> flipping through all the games. He's like, we could name him Magic the Gathering. <laughs> we could name him Ruterra. We could name him Pokemon. What was the name of the, the Pharaoh? What was that dude's deal? I am struggling to remember. Because he was always called Yami Yugi. He does have a real name, and I cannot remember it. Chris. It's, Yami is like dark, right? <laughs> yes. So he was the I that guy wasn't dark. <laughs> that guy was pretty chill, right? Mm-hmm. I remember him being kind of a nice guy <laughs> who was well, ex- if, you, if you weren't watching the four kids dub, he did murder people. Oh. Well, I guess you've outed me as not a real anime fan. <laughs> what? <laughs> four kids is the real anime. <laughs> I'm mad they went out of business so they couldn't keep pushing Christian propaganda manga and anime. Is that is this why I don't like anime? Is because all of the stuff I was growing up with was weird Christian propaganda? (laughs) Probably. I I I only same story for me. I only ever watched four kids things. I would see like clips of Dragon Ball Z and get bored at how long they were charging their powers. You needed them to hurry that shit up. I needed I was like, I talk I, about God. I got, As a kid, I, got, I was threatened by how muscular the characters were in Dragon Ball Z. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't like it. <laughs> this is an interesting... We could maybe put a pin in this one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we gotta, we gotta keep it rolling. Do you have like a um, journal that you write down for your therapist? <laughs> <laughs> you're a weird you're a weird dragon ball I keep ball trying to bring it up movie. but she says no more <laughs> there's nothing yep. else to dig up she's like I already listened to four episodes of your fucking podcast for context oh no did they really shit. no oh thank god <laughs> I feel I want everyone to listen to my podcast except the therapist <laughs> I don't want them to hear what's going on uh, were you guys trying anyway, to Anyway, we've got... <laughs> anyway, we've got Joey from the American Journal of Losers and formerly calling all Dwayne's, which is still technically active. <laughs> um, and the now yeah. defunct Titanic players. <laughs> now defunct? <laughs> I'm just learning this live on the air. <laughs> I believe the final one... Died? Uh, oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> I thought that what? happened last year. Well, I, iceberg is that over? Or yeah, iceberg, no, right? Iceberg is still around. 
Oh, oh that's what I thought you were I'm talking, talking about. I thought Titanic you meant... players. Oh yeah. Uh, who was the last Titanic players? Was... You. No, it was, I think it was Northwestern. Oh, they're dead? Oh, this is weird. I don't know if this is going to make it into the podcast. We're talking about the national organization. Yeah, of course. Oh, okay. All across the two (laughs) cities they were in. Uh, I actually live by that guy's theater. It's like right up the street from me. Doesn't it suck? Look, it's been closed for the pandemic since I moved here, but I... I I really thought... (laughs) I never knew where it was, and then it's just randomly across the corner from my house now. (laughs) <laughs> across the corner that's right <laughs> i would have really pegged mike as the type of guy to leave it open during the pandemic <laughs> i don't think he was getting people to go to his shows before the pandemic <laughs> i'm I don't thinking think... him more as someone who stole ppp ppe funds <laughs> <laughs> look all of this is of course not based in any reality but I'd feel pretty confident saying that this man was <laughs> if he, conning if he somebody. If sues this podcast for libel, <laughs> I don't think either of our fame will go up by any amount whatsoever. <laughs> yeah, you gotta libel someone who's, like, a more high profile. Well, is it libel if no one's even listening? <laughs> to Mike? <laughs> <sighs> Anyways, oh, what's the, so, um... Was that just me, you guys listing my credits that got us on that? (laughs) That was it. We haven't even started yet. So Joey is here to quiz us on the movie So I Married an Axe Murderer. I love it when Uh, you say it. uh, I I also like to pitch it as, so I married an axe murderer. You know, I heard you guys kind of uh, playing with it, and that did spoil one of my bonus questions, which was, how do you say the title of this movie? (laughs) (laughs) Fuck. I know what, so we I'll, both get points. I'll, I'll give you guys original points for every time you give me a new a new take on it. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta keep them coming. The whole episode's gonna be that. <laughs> I... <laughs> yeah, this is this could be uh this is how you guys are gonna grind out your scores. You finally found uh, <laughs> the low level woods where you can get a lot of EXP and it's on my quiz. The sheer amount of time that I spend doing that in video games, and now you're giving me the opportunity in real life. I'll spend hours doing that. Uh, yeah, I will keep you here. Ethan, there is already a place in real life you can do it. It's called the frickin' gym, bruh. <laughs> oh, fuck! I thought you were gonna mention Ryan, Ryan Reynolds' new movie. Uh, the Twisted New that, Movie? Uh, oh, yeah, yeah. that uh, video game man. Oh yeah, video game man starring Ryan Reynolds. What is what is that called? I've only heard the pitch. I've never even seen the trailer for it. It's called Free Guy. And the thing about Free Guy <laughs> that makes me so upset is I have had this idea for a movie for a decade. Yeah. Yeah, I bet. And you now have. it's out there and bad. Well, but you don't have the kind of twisted credits that Ryan Reynolds has to make this movie a reality, mm-hmm. now do ya? True. That's true. You gotta think. I the love. Mind isn't quite twisted enough. <laughs> not it's just a too too normal brained. What can I say? Free guy is I'm such not a damaged. Free guy is such a good title. I wish that's what they called Braveheart. <laughs> free him. <laughs> free the guy. I'm always gonna be a free guy. <laughs> Remember that part in Clash of the Titans where Liam Neeson's standing on the hill and he goes, "Free the guy." <laughs> And Ryan Reynolds comes punching out of the ocean. <laughs> He's so twisted. 
He's so sardonic. We love it. <laughs> I This is happening because I don't know how to start. Do I just start asking you guys questions about the quiz? Yeah, so, uh, it starts when uh, we run out of wanna, shit to talk about. I want to give one more uh, preface <laughs> that this is uh, an Ethan guest. Uh, Joy was prepped by Ethan. Uh, and we'll see. Ethan's guests are notoriously underprepared and don't know the rhythm of the podcast. So Interesting. Who has been the Ethan guest? It feels, it feels like you're booking... The same people. Other than Kira, who are the Ethan guests? Uh, my friend Daryl, who did the Terminator episode. Oh, and okay. we recorded half the podcast without realizing and- that he wasn't recording his audio. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, am I recording now? <laughs> no, please. I, I get such anxiety every time. <laughs> this is why I can't do it anymore, man. I can't... I can't. I can't make my funny Ryan Reynolds jokes if I'm worried about recording my own audio. <laughs> <laughs> well, and then and then we found out halfway through the re-record, he wasn't writing down our answers. Oh, 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 okay. So I'm glad I asked. Uh, I'm going to grab... Um... <laughs> Fuck! <laughs> no, no, it hasn't started yet. This is okay. This is it's okay. my fault. It's my... Start the recording over. Start it over. No, no, it's still good. He just he just got up to stretch. He's not doing anything in particular. <laughs> you know, we're at the half hour mark. It's about time to stretch. Ugh. Also, my I'll, I'll get there, Wes. I'll get there. And interrupting us, anyways. We get it. Calisthenics are important. You have to do them on a rigid schedule. I'm so out of breath. <laughs> <laughs> Why did I actually run? <laughs> So, well, you're real quick, you just did a run around the block to one group mind and back. <laughs> Hi, Mike. Uh, so, okay. I married an expert. <laughs> shall, we, shall we dive into the questions about this fun original Let's film? Let's dive into it. Open-ended questions about the movie, So I Married an Axe Murderer. And I wasn't sure how many of these I'm supposed to have, to be honest. But I think we always start, what is this movie about? Why haven't you seen it? Yes! (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) Joey, your performance doesn't reflect on me. It's all yourself. Wesley easily could have been the one. I trying to say that to take pressure off you, and I just made it worse. Yeah, you made it worse. Just think about this as an audition on whether you ever return to this podcast. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, great. Audition to see if I get to do more work for you guys. Cool. (laughs) Kind of an unpaid internship of podcasting, huh? Hey, you could put it on a resume. Um... (laughs) I wouldn't dare. Uh, not with the reference you'll get from me you could do this for a living for years and i would still not put it on a resume (laughs) Um, all right okay who's ready wesley you haven't been quizzed in you have been quizzed in i think nine ten episodes now yes (laughs) i guess more because you did all the all the side quills and whatnot yes this is true um so I'm going to say I haven't seen this movie because I wasn't aware it existed until <laughs> yep, uh, yeah, until Ethan gave me the list of movies that you're interested in showing us. Um, almost all of which I don't think I've seen. What do I know about this movie? 
I know it has Mike Myers. I believe Mike Myers is the titular axe murderer. The the eye, I'm guessing, is a woman. <laughs> Bold. And okay. I'm willing to even take a step further and say she's blonde. <laughs> <laughs> And she wears a dress in this movie at some point. Okay. You're you're racking up points, man. (laughs) Um, And I'm going to say she's blissfully unaware for most of the movie that her husband is in fact an axe murderer. The murders are happening in the background or Mm. um, just elsewhere in the house. Mm -hmm. And there's multiple murders? Hmm. I guess... If it's multiple, it would be, I married a serial axe murderer. <laughs> so, <laughs> Just the once. Chill out. I'm going to say at least one. At I'm, least one. I, you know, typically when I'm given that red meat, I say a baker's dozen, but uh, I'll just say one. Okay. All right, Ethan. Okay. Uh, I do actually know a little bit about this movie. Uh, it played once on the Turner Broadcasting System, TBS, uh, and I caught one scene of it and then just stopped because I didn't want to watch it anymore. <laughs> okay, well, I so you're getting points off for being wrong. <laughs> you can do that. You can, <laughs> you can take you can't, arbitrary legit. points away. You can also give quarter points if you want. <laughs> yeah, I was considering breaking it down even further onto a, a granular level. So Wes uh, actually got it flipped. Uh, Mike Myers is the titular I, and the axe murderer, <laughs> and the axe murderer is his wife, who I do believe is a blonde woman, <laughs> and she does at one point wear a dress. Uh, the Ride my the problem tails. is I keep I've seen Wayne's World so many times that I keep thinking that it's the woman who plays his ex girlfriend in Wayne's World. I think her name is. Mm. Right, Stacy. Uh, yeah, it is her. The character's name is Stacy. I cannot remember the actress's name. But uh, this time, uh, she uses the gun rack for herself because she does, in fact, own many guns that would necessitate the use of a gun rack. Will I get quotes? Uh, will I get points for quoting Wayne's World? No. <laughs> <laughs> well, you might. So uh, I think this movie is a comedic twist on. Fuck, what is that movie called where that woman gets really attached to her boyfriends or whatever? Can't remember. Yes, I love you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's it. Comedic twist on P.S. I love you. <laughs> I will write that down. Okay. Um, or are you thinking of Yes Man? <laughs> <laughs> yes Man is one of the most fucked up movies. Aren't we always thinking about Yes Man? Almost as much as I'm thinking about meet Dave. Ugh. You gotta meet Dave. You gotta say yes to the man. You gotta say a thousand words. You gotta be a ladies' man. You gotta be a... Hey, actually, that movie? Oh, I should have done that. I, I love that movie. <laughs> Thank you. When his boat catches fire, it's one of the funniest yeah, dude. fucking No, that's Loki, one of the best SNL movies. People don't talk about it. <laughs> no. Um. Anyway... Oh, you got more. She's really possessive. She killed her last husband for looking at other women, and he's like trying to get out of it. 
I remember there's one scene where he runs away onto the roof of their house and she's chasing him with an axe. I may I may very well have seen the climax of this movie and then just stopped. <laughs> All right, then. All right. Great answers, both. Not really, but let's keep going. Thank you. Number two, is there a wedding in this movie? At what point do the characters get married? I think that there is a wedding in this movie. And it's not until probably, like, the start of the third act. Like, a bunch of the first two thirds are warning signs that go ignored. And then the last act is when we see the big problems happen. Okay. It's a sort of, sort of not a lot of axe murdering in the first, in the first bit. Uh, perhaps it's in the background, but <laughs> I'll let it slide. All right. I'm going to say that... Similarly, it's going to be towards the end, but I'm going to say it is the end of this movie. <laughs> um, whoever is the I in the title, uh, my answer has been thrown into doubt on who that is. But uh, they're going to be fully aware because the title is going to be... It, it, the title is I Married an Axe Murderer. So, you know, it has to some level of awareness to it. So I'm going to say they, they're fully aware of what they're bringing to the table at this moment. And they're going through with it anyways. You know, it could be in jail that they're getting married. So the the move, the climax, the very last scene of the movie is them being like, yes, this person is an axe murderer. I know that. I'm cool with that. I'm going to marry them. So I married yeah, an For better and for worse. <laughs> they're so in I... jail now. They're in jail now. I'm outside. This marriage can work. <laughs> the title could be, Therefore, I Married an Axe Murderer. <laughs> <laughs> and yet, I Married an Axe Murderer. <laughs> All right. All right, number three. What kind of classic Mike Myers antics should we expect in this movie? Which of his signature uh, bits are we going to see? Now, I believe Wes has only seen one Mike Myers movie. Oh, boy. <laughs> and what would that be? That would be Austin Powers for this show. <laughs> oh, not a, but, but a Shrek. Yeah, I've seen Shrek. Come on, Ethan. Don't go would around. Would you count those as classic? Uh, Mike, I almost called him Austin Powers. How dare you go around saying that Wesley hasn't seen Shrek? That is libel. Slander. Take me to court. First um, Mike, now you. Stack them up. I'm going to say we're going to see him play multiple characters in this movie. Mm -hmm. Um, We're going to see that signature shit-eating grin. <laughs> okay. <laughs> He's going to be doing all sorts of wacky accents. And, uh, oh boy, is there going to be sexual innuendo. Alrighty. Ethan? I have to rep myself for someone whose childhood favorite actor was Mike Myers and really <laughs> dig in to all the tropes of his acting. Uh, number one, the thing that still holds up today, blatant advertising. I really want to see that. Okay, the same bit as in Wayne's World 1. And 2, I think. Um, and 2. It's better in 1, but... Yeah, well, in it all. still gonna do. <laughs> you know what? You got me there. Okay. There will be fourth wall breaks. Hmm. 
Um, there will be. Uh, he's gonna do. He will do an accent that does not hold up today, in context. It will be offensive. Okay. I'm gonna go with uh, the love guru accent Ooh. because that is his favorite and the most offensive one. <laughs> And I don't want to overlap with Wes at all. Okay. Sounds good. Zero all right. Demise. We got we got one more open-ended question here. Mike Myers. Oh, so I should say Charlie Mike Myers, parentheses. His best friend in this movie is named Tony Giordano. What's his deal? How does he fit into the plot? <laughs> please. Oh, I have my head cannon. Can I please go first? Yeah. I just want him to be the biggest Italian stereotype possible. <laughs> okay. Like he's he's just making pizzas. <laughs> he's he is simultaneous. He's a background character that was brought to the forefront. <laughs> like he has no backstory of his own, but he is still used as like the emotional anchor for Mike Myers whenever he's in trouble. Okay. So he's. Like, uh, he's the, he's like a guy who Mike Myers talks to about his problems and he's always spinning a big pizza. <laughs> exactly. Okay. And I hope to God he won't have this, but he does have that little curly mustache. Okay. <laughs> right. What do you think, Wes? I'm going to say that I'm going to go a little bit differently. I'm going to take some inspiration from Mac and, uh, Ghost Rider. Oh, and... not from Mac and Mac and me. <laughs> No, no, that's the that's a the tale of two Macs. <laughs> Mac in Ghost Rider. So this guy's gonna be really the 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 guy who knows what's going on. He sees everything that the the main characters should be doing, and is suggesting that and providing all of this feedback. That's uh tossed out the window and never observed and ultimately this person will be killed by the axe murder <laughs> mm, okay and unceremoniously uh unceremoniously. observed all right tony good reads on tony there all right uh we gotta skip the bonus question of how do you say the title of this movie but give me give me one or two give me one each please <laughs> i gotta make a new one because we've already done some <laughs> So, I married an axe murderer. Uh, I'm going to go with, so I married an axe murderer. <laughs> kind of nonchalant, kind of trying to hide it, yeah. Yeah, exactly. It's not something you'd want to tell your friends. Like, so, yeah. I'm, look, I, look, <laughs> look, I married an axe murderer. So many so better I words. Marry someone who works for the Grand Old Party. <laughs> <laughs> All right. We are. I do not tell you the scores yet, right? That that happens later. Am I right? No, no. That's yep. after yep. we've See? seen the movie. After we've seen the movie, which I have done twice this year. Uh, <laughs> are you going to join us uh, will, this evening as I will, well? <laughs> sure, man. I'll join you. I'm going to put it out and then step aside to make some dinner because this. Is, I like this movie. It's a lot of axe murder <laughs> to watch it like <laughs> three times in two months. Whoa. <laughs> All right. Just narrowed it down from a year to two months. Yeah. I was lying to make you guys think I'm cool. 
the amount of times that I've watched movies in a row for this show is <laughs> unhealthy. Well, I I brought up it I brought it up because it was a movie I had watched recently, and then I was like, oh, I gotta ah. do Axe Murderer, and then I had to watch it again to come up with questions, and now. Here we go for number three. Maybe I'll just pop it on the next morning, too, <laughs> when I'm getting over my <laughs> podcast hangover. Yeah. Okay. Like West did with Clueless. You watched it fucking twice. I would watch Clueless twice. That rough. sounds fun. I'd do it. Okay. <clears throat> Multiple choice. What real-life backstage incident did Mike Myers cause on the set of this movie? Going behind mm. the scenes. A. He held up the production for two months because he broke contract to go and film Wayne's World 2. <laughs> B, he made his co-star laugh so hard she cut off her finger with a butcher knife. C, he got into a physical altercation with the director, Thomas Schlam, that resulted in Myers breaking Schlam's arm. Or D, he entertained the crew during breaks by doing his cat in the hat impression. Please tell me this is not how he landed fucking Cat in the Hat a decade later. <laughs> I don't know. Oh. I have absolutely no clue, but I'm going to go with C. Um, just because I feel like, even though I don't know anything about this movie, it none of it warrants getting into a physical altercation with any kind over it. <laughs> and I just want to know what the argument was. That, yeah, I mean, uh, Mike Myers, famously a jerk. I think we are all aware of yeah. this. Yeah, we all know. <laughs> okay, so we have broken arm. Ethan? My thing is, I don't know if he would be a big enough... J- I feel like breaking someone's arm <laughs> ascends you from the level of just everyday <laughs> asshole to... <laughs> full-on criminal yes <laughs> um, so i'm gonna say accident. a a you think he broke contract to make wayne's world too yes okay. i think he broke contract to make what is likely a worse movie <laughs> um you know i've i've reappraised wayne's world too i think it's better than my initial judgment but it is not as good as so i married an axe murderer okay just to give you the, the Mike Myers tier list here. I haven't seen Wayne's World 2 in years. Honestly, I feel like I should give, give it another, it another go. Its story is somehow less cohesive than Wayne's World. <laughs> but there's some jokes that work. You know, it's not all bad. Some of it is. That's all you're watching SNL alum movies for. <laughs> yeah, exactly. For those we, hilarious we all didn't jokes. go into Anchorman 2 thinking that that was going to have a gripping story. <laughs> right. Um, don't make assumptions. <laughs> okay. <laughs> number two which is not a reason that charlie mike myers has broken up with a girlfriend a she stole his cat b she was a professional beat poet c she smelled like soup d she was in the mafia which is not a reason that he has broken up with someone i'm holding back because i feel like i'll give west the right answer i feel like i'm so confident that I want to go second. Okay. Strategically. Right. Sure. Uh, I've been quizzed for three months straight. Please <laughs> let me have this. I can't lose every single guest episode. Fine, whatever, dude. Um, I will say B. B, that she, he broke up with her. The, re- the, the She was a professional beat poet. That's not yeah. a reason. Okay. Yeah, no. 
All right. Why would, and Ethan, why would that be a deal breaker? Uh, for anyone. Beat poetry? For Ethan, anyone. She's making money. <laughs> uh, you would be into that, you're saying? No, everyone would be, is what I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> Are we all talking about uh, that one girl from the extremely goofy movie? <laughs> yeah, we're all thinking about our childhood crush. <laughs> I assume before we started talking about beat poets that we were all thinking about. <laughs> I wonder how she's doing, you know? Where is she now? Where's the sequel? And a, a, a dangerously goofy movie. <laughs> a lethally goofy movie. Uh, 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 beyond This movie has gone beyond the FDA recommended levels of goofy. Do not consume. This movie like the- is not yet rated. <laughs> <laughs> the Goofy movie rated NC-17. <laughs> First, and then in the subtitle just says, for too much goof. <laughs> I'm going to say she smells like soup. I think that's a reference to Juno. Oh, okay. Sure. It's referencing Juno, or is Juno? No, no, no. I think I think Joey is referencing Juno. (laughs) Yeah, in in my trickeries, I'm trying to Mm. get you guys. All right. Question three: What is Charlie Mike Myers' job in this movie? What's his job? A. He's a butcher. B. He's a newspaper reporter. C. He's an undercover cop. Or D. He's a professional beat poet. (laughs) please let him be a professional beat poet is this the answer oh yeah and so i married an axe murderer is one of his poems that he'll do at the end of the movie (laughs) so i married an axe murderer (laughs) i was picturing it more of william shatner delivered so i married an axe murderer keep the points coming boys you're racking them up Ethan, are you sticking with he's a professional beat poet? I'm, absolutely. All right. And Wesley? Um, he's absolutely not uh, a beat poet. Um, he's just in love with any beat poet that he comes across. <laughs> of course. So he's a butcher, a newspaper reporter, or an undercover cop? He's a cop. He's a cop. Loves those pigs. I just, uh, primarily out of desire, I want to see Mike Myers play a cop. Yeah, I think he'd be good at that, yeah. It's like when you say that, it just sounds so foreign and impossible to me. I realize that Austin Powers is nothing but a glorified cop. (laughs) ACAB includes Austin Powers. (laughs) (laughs) I am saying this. I mean, he is kind of a bastard. Should I tweet that right now, just in case someone hasn't done that? You should probably. You should probably. Do I should that. probably. I, I. Sorry, this is a live tweeting experience. Literally, haven't tweeted in over a month. As long as you do a reply tweet and uh, add us. Yeah, of course. Uh, okay, so you have a cop. Okay, just guys, stall for time while I uh, tweet. I don't fill. Oh no. 
<laughs> you came to the wrong <laughs> podcast for fill for time. Wes is notorious for leaving me hanging while I try to <laughs> think of something to do. Sometimes. Even when I'm asking him questions, he doesn't answer me. <laughs> I like to make eye contact. <laughs> <laughs> Reads really well on a podcast. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Question number four. Which canceled actor gives a scene-stealing performance as a newspaper reporter? A. Michael Richards B. Kevin Spacey C. O.J. Simpson D. Louis C.K. Is Michael Richards still cancelled, or did Jerry Seinfeld on (laughs) Canadians (laughs) Cars and Coffees rehabilitate him? I mean, did you see that swift recovery he did in that set where he's like, these words, man. (laughs) (laughs) I swear, because I love love watching Seinfeld, and every now and then I'll just be watching Michael Richards doing his shtick, and I'll be like, ah, is it time to forgive Michael Richards? And I'll watch that video, and I'll be like, no, it is not. Well, what if Michael Richards is doing the same thing as uh, Papa John, where he's in a hyperbolic time chamber, training to not say the (laughs) N-word? Maybe they're training together. (laughs) (laughs) You gotta beat red staring at each other. You gotta have a spotter when you're training to not use racial slurs, guys. For more on Papa John, check out American Journal of Losers number seven. Anyways. It's a good one. It's a great, it's a great podcast anyways who are we thinking about today boys richard spacey simpson or ck i feel like oj is just it's i don't i just don't see it as a possibility um i feel like this is after oj's like performing (laughs) it's too far after the naked gun movies like we we knew (laughs) at this point right like when this movie came out we we were like he probably did it. Well, we should have at least known better if he is in it. <laughs> I'm going to say... I feel like it's too early for CK. But also, if it's a small role, I could see That's him true. in it. Mm-hmm. I'm going to say it's Louis. I'm going to say it's a small role. And All right. Louis in a small scene stealing he's, performance. He's not going to have his goatee either. Oh, he's yeah, be yeah, baby yeah. face, Louis. Perfectly smooth-headed Louie. I'm going to go... Who could steal a scene? I don't think... It's so weird if Kevin Spacey's in this movie, so I'm going to go with Michael Richards. Excellent. We got one more multiple choice here. What song does Charlie's father, Stuart, sing at his wedding? A. Escape. The Pina Colada song by Rupert Holmes. <laughs> B. Joy to the World by Three Dog Night. C. Do You Think I'm Sexy by Rod Stewart. Or D. <laughs> I Want a New Drug by Huey Lewis and the News. Oh, these are all good. I'm going to go. I'm going to go with Escape. Escape. That song's. It's a good song. Man. I think the plot, the plot of that song it- will have. Some disturbing similarity to this movie. <laughs> that song is like if Jimmy Buffett was good. I love that song. <laughs> I will not sit here and blaspheme Escape. I'm gonna say C. C's the If You Think I'm Sexy, right? Yeah. The Rod um, Stewart. Yeah. I know that's in the... Happen- the... 
Idle Forever After bonus features in Shrek 2 <laughs> DVD. Oh, so you but, think he's kind of creating a shared universe here. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's what I'm thinking. I don't know why I thought you were going to say, I know that song's in The Happening. <laughs> I should have done The Happening. Oh, can we start over? <laughs> All right, hold on. Scrap this episode. Everyone delete their episode. <laughs> I would not stop recording. I would make you uh, edit it out. <laughs> <laughs> Write a whole new quiz. All right. And a bonus question. A bonus. A baby bonus. A little baby Wesley bonus. What instrument accompanies him as he sings this song? What instrument? What instrument? Ooh. Uh, I'm going to go with only percussion. And my favorite percussion instruments, which are, of course, steel drum, <laughs> glockenspiel. Steel drum's very fitting for escape. It is. <laughs> and uh, triangle. So Ethan answered what instrument with three answers, essentially. <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'll, give you, I'll give you three. Go for it. All right. First one, guy, get out of the way. Didgeridoo. Um, yeah okay <laughs> glad somebody said it i was worried that no one would uh bagpipes home with tissue on it what was the second one you said bagpipes bagpipes okay and one more barry sax yeah sexy <laughs> like pepper adams in the ch- in in charles mingus's band baby that's jazz baby <laughs> That's jazz. <laughs> Anyone want to do some true or false questions? Some scabbity dapping? Oh, good. yeah, I'll do true or false. Okay, gonna Wesley's going to set up the true or false questions. This is all for Ethan. Uh, okay, that's fine. True or false? This movie takes place in the Chicago suburbs. Tony Giordano makes me think true. Mm-hmm. Okay, so we're going. He is the heir to the Giordano fortune. <laughs> you know what? It, oh, sorry. It's Giordano. It is spelled differently from the f- deep dish pizza place of Chicago fame. Does that change your answer at all? No, it, but it does mean that there's a deep rivalry there. <laughs> okay. Uh, I'm going to say uh, absolutely false. Absolutely, unequivocally, 0% chance that it takes place in the Illinois suburbs. It's impossible. <laughs> Simply couldn't be. <laughs> It's Salt Wayne's Lake World City, is the somewhere. only movie to take place there. Excellent, excellent, excellent. Right on. True or false number two, Alan Arkin plays a jerk in this movie. <laughs> well, is he breaking anyone's arm? Because then we have to reevaluate how big of a jerk he actually is. <laughs> yeah, we have to define jerk. <laughs> I'm going to say false. Absolutely false. false. Unequivocally, Alan Arkin, famous for his jerk characters, does not play one in this movie. It's impossible for him in this movie to play a jerk character. Mm -hmm. I'll say false. He was challenged to play a nice guy, and it just doesn't work. (laughs) Excellent. True or false, number three, Mike Myers plays more than one character in this movie. I'm going to hedge my bets and say false. <laughs> After already having said that he does. Yep. <laughs> All right. <laughs> yep. That is how hedging your bets works. 
I'll also say false. Also say false. I think this movie is still somewhat grounded. More grounded than than Myers's other more fun works. Yeah. All right. Uh, what is what are the swearing rules on this podcast again? Go for Anything it. Goes. True or false? You see, Mike Myers' ass in this movie. <laughs> Whoa. Okay. Hold on, buddy. Swear. I didn't know you were gonna say ass. <laughs> Do you like how I asked permission to say ass? <laughs> We Granted. only say rump roast on this podcast. <laughs> I'm going to say true. True. Absolutely true. There is no way we could not every... see his ass in this movie. Mike Myers constantly wants to show off his weird body, but I have to wonder, maybe this is why he broke the director's arm. <laughs> he, went, that he broke False. the director's arm because he wouldn't let him show his ass. Yeah, I think I think this one might be false. <laughs> He's like, I need to show off my weird short torso and flat ass. Same lights, camera, action! <laughs> As he's gyrating around with no pants. All right. I'm picturing him, like, almost about to give a snake bite. Like, yeah, that's how he broke the arm. <laughs> Gave such a bad snake bite. All right. And this one's the big one, guys. True or false? Does Charlie marry an axe murderer? <laughs> True or false? Charlie marries an axe murderer. True, or else the title would be false. <laughs> and you're not allowed to lie in a title. This is true. <laughs> no, this is based on a true story. <laughs> I'm now, like, rethinking what I thought the entire <laughs> plot of this movie is. I'm like, what if he's a cop and he pretends to marry a woman because he thinks that she's an axe murderer and he can get a closer eye on her? <laughs> Fully undoing my own mind. So I'm going to say, true, he still marries an axe murderer. True, he marries an axe murderer. Okay. Yes. Awesome. So we got some screenshot questions. I unorthodoxly have done two because this movie has some, it's lacking in some visual elements. <laughs> <laughs> but here we go here's what i'm gonna do i'm gonna share two screenshots with you one at a time they're both worth two points and i will i'm gonna show you mike myers doing something funny and your job is to reconstruct the joke he makes based on the picture <laughs> okay <laughs> so do your best here boys here's the first screenshot what hilarious joke does Mike Myers make here? Wow. And I suppose to describe the image. Um, so <clears throat> what we have here is Mike Myers sitting <laughs> on a couch with two women in front of a map of Illinois. And he's holding a bowl of French onion soup <laughs> that is filled to the brim. <laughs> In his mouth, aghast. <laughs> what I think the gaff is here is he's going from parties from place to place and he's doubling down on a second referential joke and saying, May I have some more, please? <laughs> because the soup, he's got too much soup. All right, that's a great joke. Wesley, what do you think this joke is? All right, so uh, he, I think he's at a coffee shop. I'm pretty sure <laughs> this is 
a lo- very large cup of coffee. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe a frappuccino. I don't know, but <laughs> clearly French onion soup. <laughs> I really don't think it's soup. I gotta stop you there. There's no spoon. <laughs> <laughs> Clearly part of the, the problem. The bowl is so tall. <laughs> and I think I think the joke is that at the at the counter he was like, "Now I want a large cup of coffee and and then they're and then they're like about to turn away to go get his coffee and he's like no no hold up a minute i want a large i want you to, i want to make sure that we have the same working definition of what large means all right yeah that's and a, that's then a he comedy gets what joke he ordered. all right good work there we got one more screenshot also worth two points here so close so intimate with Joey's forehead. <laughs> I can see oh. the hair plugs. <laughs> no, die is my secret. <laughs> All right, now tell me what you're seeing here. What you think the joke, the hilarious joke, mind you, that Mike Myers is making here? <laughs> it's so blurry. I can't tell what the hell is in his hands. I'll tell you what's in his hands right now. Nothing. There's not even a hand in his hands. Mm-hmm. He's pretending that it was exploded off. He's pretending, oh, or did it actually this. get exploded? Yeah, you're seeing his hand banana peeling back. Is he? Uh, this is also Tony Giordano's store because there's a bunch of <laughs> Italian foods and pasta here. <laughs> so is he pretending, or did he actually get his hand blown off? It's got to be a bit. Surely this movie doesn't delve into the realm of fantasy. <laughs> Okay, he's always pretending he had his hand blown off. What's the bit, though? What's he saying? Oh, man. <laughs> I have to think about that part. <clears throat> Maybe it's just a lie to spook this lady and, and impress his friend Tony. So it's not It's not so much... It's a prank bit. It's not like a real joke. Mm-hmm. It's a joke within the movie, but not a joke for the audience, I guess. <laughs> it's just kind of an onset joke. Yeah. All right. Oh, the light has gone off, and Wesley, he stopped. It, Wesley's going to bed. <laughs> he's, done. he's had enough. He knows he's lost. I'm going to say that he is a butcher, and he was in the back room, and he was slicing some deli meats. And not sure if that's what a butcher does, but he was slicing deli meats, and he... Uh, this old lady was at the front desk and was ringing the bell and that distracted him and he sliced his hand off um but then he's like well there's no one else working in the store so i still gotta go uh service this woman and uh she has a pasta related question and then she's like well are you okay or you look like you're bleeding and okay it's like no no it's just a, it's just uh it's uh just a little mishap just a mistake and All right, he, he goes and answers her pasta. Right, it's sort of the awkward, yeah. He's try- answering pasta <laughs> questions with a bloody hand, yeah, yeah. Very Midwestern, yeah. Very that's <clears throat> suburb Chicago suburb stuff, you know. All right, cool. Well, I have all the information I need from you two. I'll get back with your psychological evaluations later. <laughs> <laughs> oh no, this is my therapy pre-screen. <laughs> <laughs> I'm I sending love all American of this. healthcare. <laughs> 
American healthcare. Yeah, you could have. You could go to the doctor. You gotta do a podcast with me first, though. <laughs> Can you? I would love that system way more than what we have now. You have to Going... be on your doctor's podcast. <laughs> it's like it's like how you have to hang out with your weed guy. <laughs> yeah, the but doctor a... will see you, but you gotta hang out in his weird apartment. But just imagine, like there, there'd be all your all the doctors' meetings would be publicly available. So it'd be like, like parents going to their teenage daughter, and they're like, "Why are you on birth control?" And she's like, "How do you know I am on birth control?" And they're like, "Well, I listened to your pediatrician's podcast recently, <laughs> where you were asking for some." What the health? With Doc Marin. Spooky tales from a pediatrician. <laughs> Why would be asking for birth control be on a spooky doctor's body? Well, look, he, he loves true crime, but he's only got so much going for him. <laughs> How can I link all my interests in the same medium? <laughs> How could I be a full-time pediatrician and a full-time <laughs> podcaster? <laughs> Isn't that the question we're all trying to ask ourselves? And while you ponder that, uh, <laughs> we're all going to go watch this movie, and we'll be right back uh, with Joey and the answers to this quiz. I invited them. I, I texted them like, if you, for some, if you're sick in the head and want to watch So I Married an Axe Murder, you're welcome to join us. And uh, no one took the bait, weirdly. <laughs> did they already watch it with you the first two times? No. I did that privately in my own little secret. <laughs> Are you no one was supposed to, to know. sharing your stars account with them? <laughs> the stars account is on the TV for the next six days. They can watch. How they can watch Rachel getting married as many times as they want. <laughs> well, they can watch downsizing. Oh, wait, no, that's on something else. I haven't wanted to see that. You want to see downsizing? Uh, Ethan, have you noticed that I liked flawed, weird comedies? <laughs> you know what? <laughs> Fair enough. Downsizing is weird. And honestly, I do kind of recommend it. I just never want to watch it again. Yeah, I, I'm happy to have a movie like that in my life. <laughs> I don't need to watch yeah, every movie three times a year like So I Married an Axe Murderer. <laughs> uh, I'm going to refresh on my, my drink, but then I'm, I am currently recording, so you're just going to have this part of the podcast. This is another one of me running away from the recording. <laughs> I'm continuing to hear all the awful scary noises from Wes, but as long as that's not a problem that shows that up was, yeah Wes, that was so fucking weird <laughs> clearly you don't listen to the podcast joy where i always bring us back into the second <laughs> half with just farting <laughs> i mean i have listened i've maybe never noticed it <laughs> after uh, oh I can't, maybe I just can't hear it's it over all the farting I do while I listen to your podcast <laughs> <laughs> I hear farts and I'm like is that from there under mine We've been, we gotta uh, stop encouraging. Oh. We've been ranked as one of the best podcasts to fart during uh, <laughs> listening. I listen to your podcast explicitly when I need a good fart. <laughs> you, know, you know, there are meditation podcasts. Voices inducing it. 
<laughs> You're the brown note of podcasting. <laughs> it's I, I like to well brown note is shitting. I like to say that we're the beige note. <laughs> yeah, it's a little bit lighter. It's not for <laughs> you're really hardcore. You could use it for that, but that's not the intended purpose. Yeah. There are you, better podcasts for shitting out there. If you want the brown note, you have to subscribe to our Patreon. <laughs> <laughs> I hate that you've now established if we make a Patreon, the top level has to be the brown note. Guaranteed. $100 a month. Guaranteed. We will make you shit. <laughs> <laughs> Gonna Not make- out of any comedic purpose. It's just our goal. <laughs> Gonna make you shit. <laughs> Think so hard, you shit. <laughs> We're kind of one of those cerebral podcasts where you start <laughs> thinking about movies so hard, you shit yourself. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome back to the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> we ain't seen nothing yet. A game show podcast about some guys hanging out. And shitting. We just got done watching. So I married an axe murderer? Ooh, another one for Wesley. I I think that's a a lot of creative liberties taken. I don't believe that the title of this movie ends in a question mark. (laughs) This is true. This is true. Does it end in an... Am I imagining an ellipses or is it just a straight up, no punctuation... No commas, no nothing. So I married an axe murderer. <laughs> well, here's the thing. We know definitively that her sister is an axe murderer, but we don't know definitively whether she is an axe murderer. She could Way have to committed- spoil the fucking movie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Hey, sorry Whatever. to everyone that was waiting until uh, our f- minute, hour 15, 65, <laughs> 75 minutes into this recording. Be like, maybe I should check out So I Married an Axe Murderer. I don't know. (laughs) If you're waiting till the second half of this podcast to think about watching a movie, you're going to get it spoiled. You don't even need to wait until the second half of the movie to figure out who the axe murderer is. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, Ethan Clark. The characters. Ethan clocks it pretty quickly, and that is more on the movie than on Ethan being a genius who understands film structure. Because we I'm all not know remarkably that's not intelligent. The case for Ethan. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it's pretty clear that she's I... not an axe murderer. Although, as we were all pointing out, Nancy Travis does a pretty decent job in the third act. Where mm-hmm. she's doing so good, you're like, oh no, maybe she is an axe murderer. I guess it's possible. <laughs> it would be a twist. She's at doing this point. such a good job. I want to believe she's an axe murderer. <laughs> <laughs> Please, Nancy. We. Nancy, if you're out there, if you're listening, we would love for you to be an axe murderer. I want to remake. I want to remake this movie. Here's the two things I would change. Number one, they need to play "There She Goes Again" at least three more times. <laughs> <laughs> we only got to hear "There She Goes Again" six or seven times in this movie, and I think we make it an even dozen call it a day. Even some orchestral covers would be Oh, nice. yeah. Like a Change slow, maybe a slow, scary version during the more horror-inspired parts of the movie. There like that, like the uh, Radiohead goes. Creep. <laughs> <laughs> like that version of Creep they did with the social network. <laughs> so I married an axe murderer. <laughs> the score is 0-0. Zero, zero. So I married an axe murderer. <laughs> 
I was worried we wouldn't get any plankton on this episode. I was like, I took a, I took my Saturday night off. And you're not going to do any plankton for me? Come on, Ethan. <laughs> uh, I would love to do a scream take of that, but I'd have to get pretty far away from the mic. <laughs> <laughs> so I married an axe murderer? <laughs> so I married an axe murderer! <laughs> Oh, you guys are racking up the points today. I could do like a little bobcat, <laughs> maybe. Uh, so I married an axe murderer. That's my. So, I, so I married. So I married an axe murderer. <laughs> <laughs> you don't even have to watch the movie. Just have fun with the title, guys. You can have. You can do this at home. <laughs> hey, if you're listening, title arguably more fun than the movie until. The last half hour. <laughs> yeah, I, I, there's a lot of things I like in the first hour of this movie. I do think the last half hour is like, well, it's, it it should have it should just be this. This should just be the whole movie. <laughs> yeah. uh, I'm glad you guys. Uh, but we don't review them yet. We don't oh, review we don't the movie review, yet. We don't <laughs> review them yet. Of course, of course. What we do is we review the quiz scores. And uh, exact. This is a game show first and foremost. <laughs> Everyone's super invested in the score of this. So let's get <laughs> yeah. let's get down to everyone's favorite part of every game show: breaking down test scores. <laughs> Joey out here poking holes in the concept of this show. A little late now, buddy. <laughs> Look, if you're not secure enough to have me on this podcast, you shouldn't have invited me. <laughs> okay, we're not changing shit. <laughs> Hey, if it ain't broke, or even if it is, you know, it's not like I get any comments saying otherwise. <laughs> hey, we have we have twenty regular listeners who love this podcast, or at least oh, continue to listen. How many? How many continue to listen and hate it? <laughs> <laughs> they haven't said a thing. Wow, I love to come on here and taunt you with my slightly more <laughs> marginally successful <laughs> podcast. Potentially because you have one extra host. Yeah, we got one extra <laughs> guy bringing his friends on to listen. Yeah. Hey, our last episode with Brandy, Devil Wears Prada, we got over a hundred listens. Dude, if I could book, <laughs> dude, uh, if I could book Brandy, I'd easily get a thousand. She's just hard to get. <laughs> what is funny is that I hadn't listened to your podcast in a while, and then I saw Brandy was on. I was like, Oh, Brandy! <laughs> I wonder how she's. Doing. <laughs> I do like the Devil Wears Prada. I wanted to hear Brandy. <laughs> yeah, she's a draw. Well, we're gonna have Samira on soon too. So that'll oh, be cool. well, I don't, I don't, I don't talk to Samira. I don't listen to her. <laughs> that goes in. That gets amplified. <laughs> yeah, put it turn in the, the volume up on that. Put it in the beginning so she fucking hears this. I'm coming after you. I'll, you think she listens? This will be the <laughs> the first episode where I do teaser audio for later in the episode. <laughs> put it in, but just send this clip to her. I'm coming after you. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So we did a quiz about the movie. So I'm there next for a little bit ago. And then these guys gave you some answers to the questions. And now we're going to see how well they scored. <clears throat> Our first open-ended question. What do you know about it? Why haven't you seen it? I didn't score. Why haven't you seen it? I think it's pretty reasonable to have never seen it. So I married an expert. <laughs> I think many people can go about their day-to-day lives having never seen this movie. I wouldn't even be mad. I would actually track 
It's pretty similar the through line of this movie and Shawshank Redemption. <laughs> Two classics. Nobody watched them until they were on TV constantly. <laughs> <laughs> That is a funny aspect of Shawshank being so highly lauded as a movie. It's just like, yeah, it's just on TV a lot, and it's easy to watch. <laughs> and yet, also pretty good. It's pretty good, sure. It's been a while since I've seen it. Maybe I'm just like, maybe I would watch it and be like, whoa, Shawshank is the best movie ever made. Like, <laughs> if, if it's not a movie, the problem with Shawshank is it's not a movie anyone actively seeks out, because you never had to. Mm-hmm. It the problem just... with Shawshank is that it's not Fight Club. That is a big problem. <laughs> and honestly, a problem... I know we don't review movies yet. It's a problem with So We Married an Axe Murderer, too. <laughs> it might be Fight Club, but... It could have been. There's a second at the beginning where, like, is this Fight Club? And then, so rarely is a movie Fight Club. <laughs> is Mike Myers' father Tyler Durden? <laughs> they are the same person, not to get too into the... <laughs> All right, so the first question, what do you know about this movie? Wes came in swinging confident with some gendered assumptions about who in a married couple might be an axe murderer. Wes said it is about a blonde woman who marries Mike Myers, who is an axe murderer. And that, Statistically. And that the film centers on Mike Myers committing a series of axe murders, or possibly just one. You said one or more. Yeah. <laughs> without her knowing until the very end of the movie. Uh, this is just all entirely not what happens. <laughs> not only does not only is Nancy Travis the titular axe murderer and Mike Myers the titular I, there are also no axe murders in this movie. <laughs> so, um, Surprisingly few. So I should get maybe half a point for identifying I, <laughs> so Mike the num- Myers and Blonde Woman. I, uh, the number I wrote down for you was zero. How does that sound? <laughs> I think, I think a that sounds fair. Point makes sense. <laughs> Ethan, Ethan narrowly avoiding a, cor- a quarter point by maybe stretching the premise of this podcast by technically having seen a portion of this movie because <laughs> it absolutely does end with him, Mike Myers, being chased around on the roof, but with a woman with an axe. That is not his wife, though. As we later no. learned. Would I have been able to guess that had I not seen it on television? <laughs> yeah. Perhaps not. <laughs> of course. So you get that. You get that Mike Myers marries an ex-murderer. You, you uh, along with Wesley, identify her as blonde. Kind of a sandy blonde. <laughs> but I suppose <laughs> he does marry a blonde woman. I think she wears a dress. I actually forgot to check. No, she wears that, she wears, wears that Chinese dress at the end of the movie. That's true. There you go. Very 90s. That's exactly what I was thinking of in my head. I was like, uh, bright red Chinese dress. It's the 90s. You gotta culturally appropriate something. If not that, it would have been a yukata. Mm-hmm. You spend a lot of time talking about Wayne Campbell's ex in the movie Wayne's World, which isn't exactly the situation. There's no revenge of the ex-girlfriend thing. So I'm giving you half a point for this. Also keeping I'll in mind take also keeping in mind that you cheated. <laughs> <laughs> and that I directly told you, have you seen I directly asked, have you seen Toy Married an Axe Murder and you lied to my face. <laughs> Pardon me for thinking that seeing a movie means uh, actively sitting down and paying attention to it. <laughs> and I felt guilty going into this recording having accidentally seen the poster of this movie before. 
Would you have known? Would you what have known that? that? Would you have known that it starred Mike Myers if you had not seen the poster? I no comment. <laughs> it would have been so funny though if I got to reveal to you that this is a Mike Myers movie. If you literally like set aside your night and then realized that you're about to watch a Mike Myers movie again. <laughs> Okay, let me tell you what my assumption was yesterday. I thought this was a small indie movie from <laughs> like a horror the film? late 90s. Oh, incredible. <laughs> oh, they don't make movies like this anymore, I'll tell you that. <laughs> Alright, uh, the second question was, is there a wedding in this movie? Uh, when does it happen? I asked Ooh. it. I asked this question because I think it's baffling that they get married <laughs> at the end of the second act. <laughs> yeah, like literal. Maybe, maybe not in terms of the exact structure of the film, but it is sixty minutes into a ninety-minute movie. The two leads marry each other in a movie called "So I Married an Axe Murderer." <laughs> Past tense is doing a lot of heavy lifting. <laughs> it is, it is. <laughs> in this title, uh, Ethan. You completely nailed this one. I'm giving you the full point because you said, you said even at the beginning of the third act they get married. Mm-hmm. So incredible, Wesley. Who, who puts a marriage in a movie about a marriage at the third act? It's certainly an odd choice from the screenwriters. Wesley, you had a, a a bold claim that I admired. I thought this would be an interesting movie. You said they get married <laughs> at the end of the movie. I thought it was the end goal. <laughs> right. You thought sort of the phrase, so I married an axe murderer was. <laughs> I will that's marry That's how it ends. <laughs> <laughs> it, every, the, the movie opens with Mike Myers doing his affirmations into the mirror. <laughs> you, you are brave. You are smart. You will mur- marry an axe murderer. <laughs> you will murder an axe marrier. <laughs> All right, so I'm getting wet. Ethan, one point. Wesley, another goose egg. (laughs) The next question was, knowing this is a Mike Myers movie, what kind of crazy zany antics should we expect from him? (laughs) Wesley. (laughs) Honestly, there aren't many. There's not not too many. As we discussed, he's playing it pretty straight for a lot of this movie. Although, Except for the extra character that he was allowed to play yes, for some reason. Yes, the extra character was tangentially important to sort of the character motivations of his main boring character. I almost mm-hmm. want to say it was a contractual obligation for him to play two characters. <laughs> it did kind of feel like <laughs> he got bored of playing the one straight man character <laughs> and was like, can I play my kooky Scottish father as well and have him be uh outsized part of the movie? Though, as I said, during that first two thirds of that movie, the Scottish father is one of the only good things they've got going for them. <laughs> yes, it doesn't it's make not any very sense. good. <laughs> it doesn't make any it sense. It does carry the first two thirds of the movie. It, does. it truly does. I, the funny, some of the funniest lines in that part of the movie are from the Stuart character, which is funny because none mm. of the funny lines come from the main Mike Myers character. <laughs> uh, but Wesley, well, as soon as I saw the way Mike Myers was dressed in this movie, having just come off, it's complicated. <laughs> I was like, "Oh, he's going to be boring in this movie," <laughs> and boring he was. <laughs> 
Uh, but yeah, Wesley took a stab at it first, and he, honestly, you, you nailed it, buddy. You had multiple <laughs> characters, shit-eating grin, sexual innuendos. I mean, it was all there. It was just more subdued than some of his other films. Yes, yes, mm-hmm. absolutely. Mm-hmm. So I'm giving you the full point on that one. Ethan, you, Ethan in, trying <laughs> to move away, in trying to move away from Wesley's answer, you answered it very wrong. <laughs> <laughs> You, you made a couple of predictions that just aren't quite in the film, like fourth wall breaks and product placement, which there's kind of a fourth wall break. I'm not arguing for points. I'm just noting it yeah. because it's it doesn't feel tonally consistent. But right during the ball kicking scene, yeah. he is dead eyeing the camera going, what if I kick this woman in the balls? <laughs> yeah. Oh, that is true. <laughs> that is true. <laughs> I'm considering giving you some points now because... <laughs> Because you also you also say there will be accents, but they will be incredibly offensive. You predicted the love guru accent. And honestly, the accent he does, not only is I don't think offensive, it's a really good Scottish accent. <laughs> we all know Mike Myers can do a good Scottish accent. So wait, can I tell us can I give my personal connection to this movie? Please. My mother's husband is Scottish. He's from Octomachty, or from County Fife. Uh and he has a voice pretty much exactly like <laughs> the Stuart character in this movie. And he enthusiastically showed this to me and my family one night. <laughs> and with cackled aloud at the Scottish bits. In a way I was like, honestly, this feels like a Scottish. <laughs> this is like... It feels like Scottish humor. It's just, you know, a guy abusing his child in a very funny way. <laughs> it's so great. Does that child have a line? I don't, does he I don't say think a word? So. I but I love it. I love his look. I love everything that kid does. You know, coming I off did. of it's complicated and my end review being it's not a movie made for me. <laughs> I'm surprised to say maybe so I married an axe murderer is not a movie made for me. <laughs> What Maybe movie? It's made what for Scottish people? <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so I appreciate the Scottish bits especially, and also they're the only good parts of the first part of the movie. Um, mm-hmm. So you know what, Ethan? I changed my tune. I'm going to give you a quarter of a point here. <laughs> Pity quarter. That makes the math harder for you. Oh, it sure does. I did not anticipate this. Well, I I know how this ends, so I'm not too worried about it. <laughs> okay. Well, it kind of does. Okay. (laughs) The next question is about Tony Giordano. What's his deal? What's going on here? Ethan comes in hot with he wants him to be the most offensive Italian (laughs) stereotype imaginable. (laughs) Big pizza pie, spicy meatballs, wispy little mustache. Yelling at yelling at a soccer game. <laughs> we don't get that, unfortunately. We don't get that. We we do get is a, a sort of a parallel journey of romantic comedy best friend and cop <laughs> trying cop. to solve a murder. <laughs> but you did. He's far I, more successful in one of those roles <laughs> than the other. <laughs> 
I do, I do give you half a point here for correctly guessing his role as the romantic comedy buddy. Despite the fact that <laughs> he is not a big Chef Boyardee man. <laughs> he, <laughs> he spends more time just hanging out at Charlie's house than he does actually being like a good friend. Yeah. It's really weird. It is really weird. <laughs> we liken it to like, we liken it to the, the, the Marty McFly, Doc Brown relationship where at the beginning <laughs> yeah. of the movie, you just have to understand that this is a beat poet and an undercover cop who are best <laughs> friends. And you just and have, have to, been for a long time. Yeah, they've known each other. He is the cop is intimately involved with the poet's family life. Honestly, it seems like he's more their son than Charlie is. <laughs> right. I mean, he gets way more affection. Yeah, he does. Well, he mouth kisses Charlie's mother. So, as a son and mother would, <laughs> as they do. <laughs> In this film, where the man plays his father and the son. <laughs> we don't know what Tony's home life is. We don't know why he has been adopted by Stuart and, uh, I don't remember her name. Maybe, it maybe must be his tragic. home life is much more like yours than mine. <laughs> oh, so we all get representation. <laughs> Wesley, yeah. Wesley, Ethan sees himself in Charlie. Wesley and I see ourselves in Tony. <laughs> And I think I'm, I actually come out on the with the short end of the stick on that one. <laughs> uh, yeah, Wesley, had, uh, <laughs> you had that Tony was going to be killed, and that he gives a lot of feedback that is never used, and that's not quite the case. So I'm giving yeah. you, I'm giving you zero points here. So that brings the total at the first round up to. I don't think this is right, is it? <laughs> Hold on. You're the only one with the numbers, so I, you're I, correct. I know, but... Oh, here it is. <laughs> oh, right. I have it up here. That comes to Wesley, 1 point. Ethan, 2.25 points. Oh, I'm right at the average. I love being at the average. But wait, there was also a bonus question. Wherein I oh! gave you 1 point for every time you said the title of the movie in a funny way. Ethan, you got an additional four bonus points, <laughs> bringing you up to 6.25. Wesley, you got an additional four bonus points, <laughs> bringing the score to 6.25 to five. <laughs> Now, by far, the most generous guest host we've ever had. <laughs> hey, you know what? Points are free, baby. I don't gotta pay anything to give you guys points. <laughs> they don't realize that when they come on. <laughs> they, think they, they think they gotta be stingy, but I want to throw off the counts of this damn show. <laughs> I should have made one of these worth a million points. You're the, you're the first person to tap into their inner Drew Carey and just go <laughs> hog wild. <laughs> Okay, so we got some multiple choice questions as well. This one, this one's turning the tide here, folks. We got what real life backstage incident happens on the set of this movie, which you guys would know. I'm so excited to learn. Yeah, you guys would know. Joey did not tell us when we watched. Oh, yeah, I did not. I forgot. (laughs) All right. So we got fake answer D. He Mike Myers entertained the crew during breaks by doing his cat in the hat impression. 
one of those pretty clearly not the answer type <laughs> type of answers, you know. <laughs> yeah. For one thing, the thing that he does in the Cat in the Hat could not be called an impression. <laughs> <laughs> Nor could it be called entertaining. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> We then have answer C, Wesley's answer. He got into a physical altercation with director Thomas Schlamm that resulted in Myers breaking Schlamm's arm. As much as we mythologize that this did not happen. It will always so be much true more. in my heart to the point where whenever I talk about this movie going forward, I will say that as a trivia fact. <laughs> We've got... We should just put that on the IMDb now. <laughs> We've got another fake answer. A, Ethan's answer. He held up production Fuck. for two months because he broke contract to go and film Wayne's World 2. Wayne's World 2 was made directly after this movie in what I would assume, based on the script of Wayne's World 2, was two months or something. <laughs> it didn't take a lot of time to really workshop that script. Nah. And the correct answer, B, he made his co-star laugh so hard she cut off her finger with a butcher knife. Was it in that montage he? <laughs> yeah, yes. <laughs> so clearly Nan- we weren't privy to the joke. <laughs> Nancy Travis, who plays a butcher in this movie and thus was apparently using a real butcher knife in order to act... Uh, I'm gonna go ahead and say, Prop Master, you should not have given her <laughs> it a real seems knife. Like a mistake, despite no matter how much real meat you're using, don't give her a real butcher knife, especially when Mike Myers is being such a dang cut up around you. <laughs> but she said, <laughs> oh, "No, literally. I can do the full Joaquin Phoenix thing. Give me the real deal." <laughs> <laughs> well, and then when she cuts her fingers off, she starts yelling, "Cut! Cut! Cut!" Which is not helpful on a film set. <laughs> Because that's need what to be a butcher more... says, especially <laughs> every time they take a slice of beef, they go cut, cut, cut. cut, cut. cut. <laughs> They're like, "Oh, she's deeply in character." <laughs> they were able to reattach her finger. You're not. You don't go looking for missing finger scenes, and so I married an axe murderer. All right, so no points on that one. We got multiple choice number two. Which is not a reason that Charlie, Mike Myers, has broken up with a girlfriend. This happens very early in the movie. He gives us his list of reasons. Fake answers. She was in the mafia. Real thing. She stole his cat. Real thing. He writes a poem about it. She smelled like soup. Fucked up. Ethan's answer. Just because it's not a funny joke doesn't mean I wrote it. (laughs) 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 The real misdirect was B. She was a professional beat poet. Wesley, you guessed that one. Wesley, infinitely attracted to beat poets, and this time it finally paid (laughs) off for you. (laughs) And again, everyone is infinitely attracted to beat poets. (laughs) Look, I'm I'm messaging Takara every day to take it up, but I don't think she's getting the hint. And then we are trying to help you out. (laughs) And then we have the third multiple choice. The real, (laughs) the real reason why I even included a question about beat poetry. What is Charlie's job in this movie? (laughs) Is it a job or is it just a hobby? (laughs) We can, we look, all I will say is it's, we never see him getting paid to be a beat poet. We also never see him being paid to do literally anything else. We have to assume <laughs> that Charlie makes his living by performing beat poetry at coffee shops around San Francisco. Around? I mean, it's not like he has one. his own apartment. 
This was the 90s, man. That's how you could make a living. It was the the first big beat poetry bubble. There was beat We're po- coming up. We're coming on the cusp of the next beat poetry. Yeah, what's the end? Boom. <laughs> You've been seeing the TikToks I've been seeing. Yeah. <laughs> the last one ended on 9/11. <laughs> no one well when we get a dangerously goofy movie out there everyone's gonna know how attractive beat poets are and how much money there is it's going to be a lot about that sexy beat poet lady that we're all into uh so yeah the fake answers are he's a butcher he's a newspaper reporter he's an undercover cop uh wesley you declared him an undercover cop funny answer but that is actually the profession of tony giardano <laughs> His real profession Best character is, in the movie. His real profession is D, a beat poet, per Ethan's answer. <laughs> All right. Thank you. Thank, thank, thank you. you. Thank you. Multiple choice number four. Which canceled actor gives a scene-stealing performance as a newspaper reporter? <laughs> we know it's not B. It's not Kevin Spacey. He's not going to play in a comedy like this, right? It's not. <laughs> is this a comedy? <laughs> there are times when I would argue it is. <laughs> what about horrible bosses? He was in horrible bosses. Yeah, he's pretty good in horrible bosses, isn't he? Huh. I yeah, thought okay. Seven was pretty funny. <laughs> House of House of Cards. If you if you were imagining what I was imagining in that box, you'd be cracking up. It was a, it was a Jack in the Box. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it is not B. Kevin Spacey. It is not C. O.J. Simpson. I do think you guys are right, and that I got my timeline messed up, and I think he was already a known murderer at this point. <laughs> I was just like, what did he <laughs> imagine though that he already signed the contract? And like, we can't get him out now. <laughs> He's got great representation, and I mean, his sentencing hearing isn't for a little while. <laughs> Innocent until proven guilty, am I right? (laughs) Put him in. Uh, It was not Louis C.K. as Wesley guessed. It was not a young Louis C.K. who ain't ain't even done nothing wrong yet at that point, maybe. (laughs) I doubt it. (laughs) I doubt it, too. Yeah, no, that's... that's... (laughs) He was doing it, but no one respected him. (laughs) It was, in fact... Which means you're allowed... (laughs) It was, as Ethan said, Michael Richards with his famous Laugh Factory sets. <laughs> <laughs> and what's funny is they just had him do the Laugh Factory set. Yeah, well, in the uh, context of So I Married an Axe Murder, the Laugh Factory set is hilarious. <laughs> On stage, <laughs> no context, it's not funny. Guy who's mostly in Adam Sandler movies was cracking up at it. <laughs> And we've got our fifth and final multiple choice question. What song does Stuart sing at Charlie's wedding? We have fake answers. Joy to the World by Three Dog Night. I Want a New Drug by Hubert Lupus and the Noobs. Uh, whose answer was this? Ethan's answer. Escape the Pina Colada song. A great song, but not the answer. <laughs> if, only. if only. And the correct answer, Leslie... No scope in this one. <laughs> Not even a question. <laughs> Do you think I'm sexy by Rod Stewart? Recognizing the comedic potential of Rod Stewart in a comedy movie. Not only that, Wesley. Not only do you get the point for that. When I asked what <laughs> instrument accompanies the song, 
And Ethan took three guesses, so I allowed you three. On your second, you guessed the bagpipes, and that's right! So you get a bonus point for knowing that this movie features a rendition of Do You Think I'm Sexy accompanied by a full piper. It's an incredible moment. It's a great... It's it's it. I, I, it's one of many moments where you're like, well, I'm glad the dad is in this movie, or else there'd be literally nothing going on. Right. So with that... That round gives Ethan one point and Wesley four points. Oh, Jesus, fuck. (laughs) Did I do that right? Yeah, I think so. I think so. Ethan gets... No, no, I think I got this wrong. Ethan, I'm sorry. You got two points. I thought you were going to say, I'm sorry, you got zero points. (laughs) Hang on, you're going to need to cut this out. I'm sorry. I forgot about the writing down aspect of this. I don't care. Okay, we're saying... As you said, Joey, no one cares about the points. (laughs) I didn't say that. I said the points don't matter. (laughs) They hurt my feelings when they're low, and they make me feel really good when they're high. people care about the points when they're losers. (laughs) (laughs) When do I get to come on your show as the topic for being the biggest fucking loser on this show? Ethan, I'm calling this... I'm calling this... Two. Oh, you know what it is? I'm look. I'm confusing this with the true and false, where you do get one point. Uh, you do only get one point okay. in the next section. So watch out for that, buddy. <laughs> nice. Yeah. No, Ethan, you get two points. Wesley gets two points plus a bonus point, though. Okay. I see. So Wesley's score is then brought up to eight, and Ethan's is brought up <laughs> to eight point two five. All right. Cool. So, now the real question is, does Wes get more than two points in this section? (laughs) Yeah, Wes kicks your ass on this next coming one. (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) Wesley absolutely fucking owns you in the true and false. (laughs) (laughs) You get so many wrong, Ethan. It's kind of of embarrassing. It's kind of my thing. (laughs) Number one, does this take place in the Chicago suburbs? You said yes. Wes said no. Wes is right. This movie, of course, takes place in San Francisco, where they do normal San Francisco things, like (laughs) perform beat poetry or take a day trip to Alcatraz (laughs) to hang out with their friends. It's a San Francisco tourism movie. (laughs) Like, what the fuck? (laughs) They must have been getting, like, a hearty budget to film in San Francisco. Right. It I'm thinking that San of... Francisco was the Georgia of the 90s. <laughs> it reminded me of all the sitcoms and movies that take place in New York City where these New York City residents go and tour uh, the Statue of Liberty. Or <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. I would almost say that San Francisco is the third character in So I Married an Axe Murderer. <laughs> I was going to say There She Goes is the third character. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and followed by... The billing is Mike Myers, Nancy Travis, There She Goes, San Francisco, and then Mike Myers again for when he plays his dad. Uh, All right, second true or false. Wait, hold on. Before we leave Alcatraz uh, behind, uh, gotta shout out Phil Hartman playing John Johnson. Phil Hartman. Best parts of this movie. This movie is incredibly flawed, but is full of some of my favorite cameos and like one scene Mm -hmm. performances by comedic actors i think phil hartman absolutely crushes it charles groden appears later is great stephen wright as the pilot Mm -hmm. genuinely so many great performances including alan true or false alan arkin plays a jerk in this movie you guys both correctly called it 
False. He's a real sweetie. He's the <laughs> nicest guy. Yeah. Willing to be a jerk just to be nice. nice. <laughs> yes. Yes. He's so nice that he'll be a jerk if that's what you want him to do. Uh, really good comedic soap piece. I don't know. I He crushes it. Just wanted to shout out Mr. Arkin for this one. His scenes really made me think Tony should have been the main character of this movie. Uh, yeah. The, the section of the movie where Tony has a real driving force is, first of all, three of those like great cameos involve Tony directly. <laughs> Yes. Involve him on the plane in the car with Charles Grodin. Like, he's. It should just be a buddy comedy <laughs> with Tony. Tony Giordano. But he keeps picking up new buddies. <laughs> and then yeah, swapping out old ones. It's a buddy comedy, but with recyclable buddies. You don't need to keep <laughs> the same buddy every time. Catch and release your buddies, folks. <laughs> it's sustainable. <laughs> <laughs> Question number three. True or false, Mike Myers plays more than one character in this movie. Uh, Ethan already had said, Mike Myers is rolling solo in this one. Wesley, despite having already given the correct answer, hedged his bets, which is not how it works, (laughs) by saying no. So you both get this wrong. He didn't even get points the first time he brought it up. Not really. He would have gotten points regardless <laughs> that first time. So you really should have. You really should have went for it. There was. <laughs> I realized I suck. Okay, let's move <laughs> on to the next one. <laughs> I'm trying to make you guys feel good by giving you a. Hey, you know what? Wesley, have an extra point on me. <laughs> no, I don't want it. <laughs> All right, fine. Ethan can have it. Yeah, oh, I don't want him to I'll have take. it. <laughs> All right, fine. Then no one gets it. <laughs> no, I get it. It's my point now. <laughs> Fuck, now we gotta make a column for you. (laughs) Uh, Every episode we do the point totals and Joey has one point. (laughs) That I gave myself. Uh, True or false number four, you see Mike Myers' ass in this movie. Wesley, you knew it was was coming. Ethan, I don't know what you were thinking, man. Of course you see his ass in this movie. You see his ass in all of his movies. It's Mike Myers. His ass is the funniest thing. Even in Shrek. His ass, the sixth character. <laughs> I know, I was even thinking that you see it in Shrek. <laughs> it's in his contract, dude. <laughs> so Wesley gets another point there. He's in another zero. And the fi- fifth and final one. Does Charlie marry an axe murderer? No! His wife's not an axe murderer. His sister-in-law's an axe murderer. <laughs> Dummies! <laughs> His wife is a nice lady. His <laughs> nice lady. <laughs> Which is a line that probably would have fit in the original cut of this movie. <laughs> Could not. Should be remarked that how uh, this movie was clearly written to be like a Jewish story. <laughs> before Mike Myers got his goyim hands all over it. <laughs> <laughs> but honestly, the amount of times that he does the hello and i realize that's a mike myers thing but it's also a very jewish comedy thing <laughs> yeah for sure that i think myers has appropriated i feel like it's All something right. i can picture billy crystal saying it <laughs> it's a jerry lewis thing isn't it i think so yeah I, but i, I can know. picture I'm not... billy crystal doing it i can picture billy, I... billy crystal doing anything i can Great i can me. picture josh gad doing it Absolutely not. 
Are you aware Josh of how much we hate Josh Gad on this podcast? <laughs> I mean, I can only assume you hate him as much as the rest of America. Where he's just been in movies for a while, and we're all like, "What are you doing, man? Why do you keep showing me this? I don't. I told you, I don't like." <laughs> you guys it's like when I made do... West watch anime once. <laughs> you guys should do the entirety of Josh Gad's film career on this show. <laughs> <laughs> that means we have to be? watch them twice. How many could it be? He's in those Disney things. He just, you know. Am I Does he have to watch the fucking Olaf spinoff cartoons? <laughs> oh, for sure. You gotta. I'll come on. Hey, ne- if I get to come back on, that's what we're doing. <laughs> <laughs> we'll probably do it. <laughs> Can we just move on? <laughs> Are you sure? When we run out of shit to do, it'll be the Josh Gad marathon. <laughs> Hopefully, by then, he'll have a movie where he stars as a buddy alongside Lin Manuel Miranda. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you get to watch Pixels. <laughs> Fuck! <laughs> I get to watch and that movie again. <laughs> Ooh, 78 credits. I'm loving it. <laughs> 78 credits. Josh Gad, come on the show. Quiz us on your fucking movies. <laughs> yeah, tell us what the fuck you think you're doing. Explain yourself, Josh Gad. <laughs> He's allowed on the show only so that I have to watch the movie once instead of twice. <laughs> Does anyone remember what the last scores were? I think at the end we had 8.25 to 8, right? Yeah. That sounds right. Well, at the end of the true or foul, false round. That true or false. At the end of true or false, Ethan has scored one magnificent point, bringing up to 9.25. Glorious point it was. And Wesley has scored three points, bringing his score up to 11. We got a lot. We got a we got a big fight. Ethan's gonna have to nail the screen grab questions, <laughs> which we very much know. Judging by the first one, I do no, the, not. The first one is a cup of coffee, and I don't know why he thought it was a cup of French onion soup. <laughs> it's the block. Very so the block in the in the bowl, which I I realize now is of course just foam, looked uh-huh. to me like the huge thing of cheese. That sits in a French onion soup that you eat I, around. It's just, I think if you'd looked at it for another second, I'm doing a close <laughs> inspection here. I think if you'd just taken another second, taken a deep breath, you would have clearly seen that this is not a bowl of French onion soup. <laughs> You're asking me to calm down, and towards the end of a quiz, I know I can't do that. <laughs> I had to give you zero points on this one. I didn't even pay attention to what sort of quip you were making. Oh, the, the joke you said was he's bringing a bowl of French onion soup around everywhere, which would be funny, maybe. <laughs> Probably about as funny but as anything else in this movie. I also said he was going to do the Oliver Twist, may I have some more. <laughs> <laughs> what a bit. To bring a bowl of French onion soup everywhere you go and ask people <laughs> if they have any more. <laughs> I'm going to do that as a stand-up set. I think it's it'll truly, go great. <laughs> it's truly next level, yeah. Welcome to alt comedy, my friends. <laughs> uh, Wesley, Wesley, I think you didn't get this this one word for word, but you correctly identified the joke he's making is about how big this coffee is. <laughs> <laughs> Just great is, prop comedy. <laughs> he is doing a joke that I swear to God my stepfather says every time we were at a restaurant... <laughs> And he orders a big meal because he likes to eat big meals. And it shows up and he says, uh, excuse me, excuse me, I ordered the large. 
<laughs> oh, the servers love it. What's your favorite dad joke at the end of the meal? Because uh, mine is replying to, did you enjoy your meal? Pointing at an empty plate and going, I hated, I hated it. it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, I've been doing this shit for a while, Ethan. I know. I've seen it all. <laughs> and I'll tell you what as your a, favorite is. <laughs> I, I'll tell you this. As a server, I laugh at that one every time. <laughs> <laughs> Genuinely gets it. Sometimes I, do I don't Sometimes have I... a favorite dad joke at the end of a meal because I don't go out to eat with my father. <laughs> All right, excellent. Good work out there. So Become that's the two... dad you want to see at the table. <laughs> so that's two points on the first screen grab. On the second screen grab, we have Mike Myers holding out a bloody stump of a hand. <laughs> Although I will admit, the screen grab I got was not very clear. <laughs> <laughs> this was during the famous butcher shop montage where they're so long it's such a long montage it's really is it's like four minutes of the movie dude (laughs) oh they are falling in love over dead animals uh wesley's take was that he cuts off his hand that this is a real accident (laughs) you know what i think this is a funny bet that just that wouldn't take place in this movie he is clearly bleeding, just but despite this, is helping women find the pasta that they need. In a different movie, it's like, oh, he's so clueless. Like, in a real, like, elevated comedy, I think that that joke would have landed really well. Yeah, it would have been out of place in this movie. It's not, it's simply not broad and stupid enough for so I married an axe murderer. But it should be! It's just a little too sophisticated, Wesley, so I couldn't give you any points for that. Ethan was a little bit... Ethan was a little bit more on the money. Uh, <laughs> he said he was pretending to... He thought it was a spooky thing. <laughs> he thought he was doing it to freak the ladies out, which is true. I'm giving you a point because he was trying to freak the ladies out. He was not, however, doing it to impress Tony, <laughs> who was at the butcher shop with him. Well, I got the set dressing very wrong and assumed it was super Italian Tony's very Italian restaurant. <laughs> which is what it would be called. <laughs> oh, I'm putting a patent on that. Hold on. <laughs> <laughs> by the website. By the website. So with that, I'm giving Ethan one point for the screen grab questions and Wesley two points. Does that mean Ethan can come on top and beat Wesley? <laughs> I don't think it does. <laughs> no, it doesn't. I think that makes it um, you know, the numbers. You don't have to add up. Ethan, uh, Wesley won again. <laughs> <laughs> ah! <laughs> God, I can't wait till I can host this fucking show again. <laughs> well, you can't host until you win. Those are the rules. It used to just be that I didn't get my name to say my own name, but now I don't get to host. <laughs> it should be like Joy, a reigning champion thing. Do you want to be my new co-host? I've been looking for a I, new one. I heard someone was getting ousted. I wasn't sure. I forgot who it was. <laughs> Please, no, no, no. Please. I can't afford I, my I, rent without this. <laughs> I just got so much. I can't much go back to beat poetry. <laughs> I just got so much on my plate already with the American Journal of Losers now available on all streaming platforms. <laughs> You'll get your chance to plug later, buddy. I've been trying to pepper it in ca- casually. Well, we're going to believe you know our listeners always drop out. Hey, if you're one of the if you're one of the dozens of listeners and you're thinking, "Hey, I'm enjoying this episode more than usual." 
<laughs> Send us a thumbs up and Joey will repa- replace me as the host. <laughs> <laughs> if we get one thumbs get up one. sent to my uh, DMs. And yes, it and... can be Joey or Wes. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, let's move on to our age-old question. Would you rewatch this movie? <laughs> I think you guys know my answer to this. <laughs> as long as I you think have the stars account. <laughs> I think I've made it clear that I have and will again rewatch <laughs> So I Married an Axe Murderer. Just, I, 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 <laughs> in looking up clips for this movie, I keep getting recommended things on YouTube and I click on them every time. <laughs> it's, Wes, I, I don't think I will rewatch it. I think one time is good enough for me. Um, <laughs> in my, in my rating system of good, fine, and not good. Oh, come on. Come on. This is what I was excited for. <laughs> it's it's so tense every single time. <laughs> I think I'll give this movie a fine. Yes! Yes! <laughs> <sighs> That's literally it's, all I wanted. In showing it's so Wesley. fucking validating every time. Uh, that's all I wanted was to get a fine. It, even I would rate this as good. <laughs> I you think know, I love this I think I love this movie, and it, it's mostly not good. It's mostly bad. <laughs> yeah, I mean, there's it's there's enough good in the movie that it like the the last third of the movie is entertaining and makes you wish the rest of the movie had been like that. Um, I would argue that the last third of this movie is good. <laughs> I thought you were going to say the last third of the movie is the movie. <laughs> I mean, that's, I, that's also only, true. That's the only part where he thinks he's married an axe murderer. <laughs> <laughs> um, but there's enough in this movie as well that just doesn't work, but it is an interesting... It's one of those movies that's good enough where you're like, well, if, if you're a storyteller, there's enough meat for you there to be like, how could this movie work? <laughs> <laughs> it does feel like a movie that you want to fix, you know. Yeah. Anyone with like anyone with half of a Robert McKee book in their in their repertoire is like. If I we... were allowed to do second drafts of movies, I would make so many movies. <laughs> <laughs> You'd rewrite that Ryan Reynolds twisted movie for, first off. <laughs> I I would, and then second, I'm coming for you, Space Force. You're not a movie; you are a TV show. But I know I can do it better. <laughs> Oh, I'd love to hear th- off mic. I'd like to hear some thoughts on Space Force, honestly, because I got one and a half episodes in and was like, well, obviously this, like, it's complicated. This is not for me. <laughs> this is for and I, this is for my mom. <laughs> I forced Wes to watch Space Force with me because I was like, I gotta put something on while I'm chopping up rabbit heads, <laughs> something to numb the pain. <laughs> Boy, does it anyway. Numb. Would you rewatch uh, Ethan? Uh, oh, yeah, Ethan will rewatch this movie. <laughs> Woo! Wow, that's a bigger win. I wasn't expecting that. Now, I'm not going to watch this movie <laughs> three times in two months. <laughs> no. I don't think you would agree that was a good idea either. I wouldn't recommend it to anyone. <laughs> um, but you think but down I do think the this... road, down the road, you see it streaming somewhere. It's on TV or in a hotel room, maybe. Yeah, I'll throw it on because. 
again, there are so many performances in this movie that are yeah. good. Like, I would say the only person in this movie that doesn't do a good job is Mike Myers, and it's because he <laughs> didn't want to be there halfway through production. Yeah, Mike Myers... It's very clear that Mike Myers is trying to make this his dramatic turn. And mm-hmm. to be like, oh, to show that he can play a character with a little bit more depth. But he also is pretty clear that he's not actually that interested in doing that. Yeah, but it's weird because it's like they took all these dramatic actors and they put them in the supporting roles. Like, I don't know what Nancy Travis has done. We mm-hmm. talked about the guy playing Tony. He's mostly just an undercover cop in every other movie he's been right, in which his is, career. Right, which is in a way good casting, although it doesn't feel like that's what's happening in the movie, you know? Mm-hmm. Until the end. Until the end, yeah. <laughs> and he really comes into his own and I think is good. That scene but where he's smoking I, the cigarette and he's got her tied up is so funny. It's it so, oh, it's <laughs> yeah. so good. But like... I love farces, and the end of this movie is very much that. Mm-hmm. So I would have loved to see that expanded across the board. I said while we were watching it, the movie should have started at the hotel. <laughs> yes. If it had and been I think more they like saved... Clue. Yeah, they could have saved so much money by just putting the whole movie at that hotel. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, totally. Um, instead of having else? two different locations in a police office. Do we have to do? <laughs> do we have to do toxic fans now? well we're supposed to have a new question for our new season Um, all right i got it uh would you marry an axe murderer (laughs) oh well that's a good question does this movie make you want to marry an axe murderer no i don't know how i feel about marriage in general uh what if that was my (laughs) like i wouldn't marry anyone regardless of axe marriage axe murderer status it's the concept of marriage, not the concept of axe murdering. <laughs> yes. Well, wait. So I'm confused. Is this a question you're going to ask every episode? Would you marry an axe murderer? Yes, I am confused so- about this. <laughs> <laughs> I was making a joke. Uh, believe it or not. The the next season is Monkey and Around, Joey. Uh, <laughs> uh, okay. We're going to be should've, doing... You uh, should have told me, because you know what movie I love is the 2004 King Kong. <laughs> <laughs> but unfortunately i've seen, seen it yeah ah oh, dang so the movies that we're going to be doing are the planet of the apes prequels super bad and the jump street movies okay so very loose concept of monkeys huh yeah uh-huh. <laughs> i like well I like because planet of the apes prequels those are good they're mostly um, good so we need to have a question that unites these ideas <laughs> hmm Literal monkeys or apes, rather, and then, and then the concept kind of, of goofing around. Raunchy boy. Well, you picked two like raunchy boy teen comedies. Yes. So I guess, uh, what's the unifying concept here, man? <laughs> <laughs> That's the struggle every time. We usually come up with this before we start, but we didn't have time this week. <laughs> um. What about something like? Would you watch this movie with the boys that you monkey around with? I think that's what I just did, my fellas. <laughs> and I agree. I think this is a great movie for just messing around with the boys. <laughs> I love saying that about the, like, the sad-ass Planet of the Apes movies, too. <laughs> my boys and I are going to watch Caesar lose his love. <laughs> Guys, Dawn of the Planet of the Apes is for the boys. (laughs) 
I can't believe uh, we're about to do a full season that's hashtag for the boys. <laughs> finally. Finally, a podcast for men. <laughs> Hosted by real men like us. <sighs> well, that about does it for the show this week. Uh, I'm going to have to take a week off next week. Wes, I already told you I'm going to take it off. You can't fucking stop me. Your parents um, are more than welcome to come on the pod. I've already invited your mother. So we could have done this next week. There was no, <laughs> there was no fucking struggle. There was no fucking hurry to, for me to come on this podcast. Apparently, well, not. I'm busy next week. I I can't. I can't okay, care. whatever. Whatever, man. You know what? <laughs> Fuck you, dude. You're I'm not welcome back. back on the podcast. <laughs> That's good. I don't want to be. I'm one of Ethan's shitty guests who doesn't know how to add up question points. I got one point today. I know. We're <laughs> gonna we're gonna go over the points right now. You've been listening Every to the guest game episode. Sh- You've been listening to the game show. We ain't seen nothing yet. The current score is Ethan, ten and a quarter points. Me, Wesley, thirteen, and Joey, one. <laughs> yes. Now, Joey, before we leave, do you have anything you want to plug? I don't think so. Okay, great. So. <laughs> <laughs> you can find more of Joey uh, currently on the American Journal of Losers. Currently, uh, my spot is tenuous, though they might kick me off at any moment. Uh, yeah, I'll. We'll just trade shows. Hey, it's a podcast about losers. Uh, every week we talk about losers. We've talked about Papa John. We've talked about the the Washington Generals. We've talked about a penguin that fell in love with an anime girl. This week we talked about Pete Best from the Beatles. Who I had a lot of notes on your Grape Coon episode. Oh, uh, God. Did I mispronounce every Japanese word I tried? No, you actually got it. More than most people who review anime for a living. <laughs> well, that is where I'm trying to go, as you know. <laughs> I know you love anime. I love it. It's so good. It always yeah. connects with me. You can follow us on Facebook on a page we no longer use or on Twitter at We Ain't Seen It. On Twitter, you can follow Ethan at Powerful Goose and on Letterboxd at eGeese. And you can follow me on Letterboxd and Twitter at Baby Um Joey, do you want to plug your social media at all? Oh, sure. I'm at Joey Bednarski on Twitter. Maybe one day I'll tweet again. Today, I broke the spell with a tweet about Austin Powers. So, <laughs> And you can also add him on Facebook. And remember... <laughs> Don't do it. Don't you dare. I forgot we did That's- that. That's private. (laughs) And remember, hasta a ego. (laughs) Hasta a ego. Bye. (laughs) Bye.